recorded live. Greetings, everybody. This is Friday, November 29th, 2013. Sword Brother in here, and I have on ProThink. We're filling in for um, Pastor Fink. He's on the road right now, and we are going to be discussing the Jewish homosexual agenda of perversion in the United States of America, and I suppose the wider white world as a whole. And, of course, this inevitably will lead to the discussion of the Jewish pedophile agenda, since the two are linked and go hand in hand. How are you doing tonight, Mike? I'm very well. And yourself? I'm doing quite well. So, may I ask, um, why this topic? What brought this up? Are you just watching the events in the country, or did you encounter some queer parade recently, or... Well, yeah, right. well, I mean, yeah, originally we were talking about since you know, I, I pretty much specialize in the 9-11 stuff, but I'm doing a show tomorrow night that's going to be entrenched in that topic, and I didn't want to really do it two nights in a row. So I wanted to, to basically get into the topic tonight because it seems that every week that I do do my show, I have some form or another explicitly gay agenda that's been presented to us during the week that I had to talk about. And so it seems that the Jews um, are pushing the gay agenda at such a feverish rate now that, and we all, we all know this, that's, that's not the issue that we don't know about this, but it's something that um, certainly is a topic we're talking about. I'm sure a lot of people already know that uh, I'm not the best guy when it comes to being uh, knowledgeable and everything in scripture. Matter of fact, whenever somebody asks me a question, I point them over to Bill's site so that way they can, you know, get a uh, proper answer. Um, and, and there you have it with that. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's the reason for the topic tonight, the gay homosexual agenda that's uh, being forced down our throats here, specifically in the United States, uh, because it seems that in other white countries there's a varying rate of this in, in degree, and some of which is being refused upon, like, say, in Russia, where they're going against it there. Right. And well, kudos, kudos on that. What we're seeing, in my opinion, is a cultural revolution, a multi-generational transformation that's it's been in the process for several decades now. And they're doing for the homosexuals what they did for the blacks starting in the 50s into the 60s, and it really bore fruit for them in the 70s, where they legalize interracial marriage, they make it normalized, they make it widely accepted, and then those who are against it wind up being the ones who are vilified and demonized. You know, in, in 1950, basically everyone was against interracial marriage. They had a Gallup poll discussing it, and they said 96% of white Americans were against the idea of black and white marriage. And I imagine the 4% that said yes were probably just Jews who they counted as white people. But they said today, well, last year actually, 2012, only 14% of whites were against the idea of white and black marriage. And maybe it's twice as high and people just don't want to admit it because they're afraid to admit such a thing. But that shows you the tremendous progress they've made in fulfilling their agenda. They've demonized opposition to race mixing to such an extent that people are even afraid to voice opposition in an anonymous poll. And what they're doing right now for homosexuality, they've spent the last 10 to 15 years legalizing it in numerous states. They um, overturned the anti-sodomy laws in Texas with a Supreme Court decision, which wiped out all anti-sodomy laws across the country, actually. They've been pushing it culturally, so it's normalized and accepted. And the next step, 
the people who are going to be condemned won't be the homosexuals or the sodomites. The people getting condemned now will be those who are opposed to it. So we're going to be demonized and vilified. That's well, basically what I think is happening. I think we're already at that point. I mean, we well, we're certainly at that point, and we see that in all aspects of society, whether it's uh, those white uh, pseudo-Christians that were out there, I believe it was in Washington State. We, I remember we all saw that about a year or so ago where they were protesting the, the gay, uh, I, I believe it was a gay parade or a gay event out there, and they were physically attacked, and uh, nothing really came of it. Certainly not nothing to say that one of us wouldn't go attack one of our enemies, uh, you know, all, all, hell, all hell would break loose. But, uh, you know, they're, they're at a point now where they can pretty much openly attack without, uh, without any repercussions. And uh, we even saw this in a case, uh, i say this about two years ago. And it was funny because there was a website, this, uh, it was a website, I believe it was like Front Site or something. They deal with like preppers and, and, and uh, teaching people how to shoot at a place. And they regurgitated a video, which they tried to purport it was a it was a white female who was beaten up by two black females, huh. and you know they used the excuse that this was a a video to show why we should get armed, and although I I would agree with that stance, had it not been for the fact that they're ill-advised or ill-researched uh, uh, tactics on what the video actually was, uh, it kind of made it disgusting. The video is actually of a transvestite. A white Jew, I don't know which one it was. Either it looked like a white person, but a transvestite homosexual, I, I guess it's kind of an oxymoron to call it that, but was trying to use a female's bathroom Why it still had male anatomy attached to it. And so, therefore, the two straight black females, rightfully so, beat up this thing for trying to do that. And who had the trump card when it came to the Jews? The transvestite did. The blacks actually caught the hate crime for that. And this is one of the things I had kind of been paying attention to. Obviously, we have no interest uh, directly in what happens to, to Negroes out here in the world. I mean, we could really care less other than the fact that it's, it's kind of strategically interesting to pay attention to what the Jews do with them. I mean, whether it be through slavery or their rap industry or their de degenerate welfare system, they, they get them hooked on what have you, but I've also noticed that although they've uplifted the black male to be a, uh, a testosterone-driven masculine individual where they've subdued white males down to, uh, to a relegated skirt-wearing coward, and in most instances a downright uh, heterosexual homosexual, if you want to put it like that, kind of like this really feminine, I should know, not a heterosexual homosexual, a heterosexual feminine man, a feminine man. Well, maybe the they, term metro, what are they calling them, metrosexuals? Yeah, metrosexuals. So, yeah, that would be what they relegated the whites to, uh, the white male. Uh, so they have the white male down to that. And you see that in the subcultures, whether it's emo or what have you. And the only thing they would let whites acceptably get into is if they get an AKA ghetto pass and they can become a wigger. Well, but then they're still coattailing onto the black testosterone type of uh, archetype with the black with the blacks out there. But even now, and whites have been telling, the more liberally where white nationalists have been telling blacks all along, don't worry, the Jews are going to take you out too. It's just you're not really a threat like whites are because this is an epic war between whites and Jews. And the blacks and then the rest of the races are just a, basically a commodity of the Jew uh, or what have you. 
what we see now, um, somebody had pointed this out to me, and I had the stomach looking through all this, uh, this stuff, but they are explicitly pushing the homosexual agenda hardcore, and I believe it was already there, it's just now they're being more overt, into the rap industry. And that was notoriously known that you could be a, a tough, you know, testosterone male archetype figure. Well, now they've got it to, um, there's especially this Russian Jew that runs a channel on YouTube, and it's a really popular channel. It gets hundreds of thousands of views because, well, it's one of their own. And so this Russian Jew has been asking all the top-name rappers out there, and I, yeah, like I said, I went through and actually watched a couple of these to see where the temperature was within that area of society. And every single one, whether it was you know the, the top-name rappers or not, was would you ever have a problem with, with rapping with a gay rapper? And every one of these so-called tough gangster rappers all made it a point that, well, although I'm not gay, which I, I would imagine they probably all have done something homosexual to their Jewish masters, they, they would claim that they're not gay, but none of them, none of them had a problem with it. As if they knew exactly where, of course they knew where to bow down. We, we know this, right? We know this. But I thought it was explicitly funny that, that this Russian Jew, Vladimir, uh, DJ Vlad or Vlad TV, um, was, was pushing now the gay agenda so that maybe what little bit of whites, which not little bit, quite a bit, almost every white person out there seems to be listening to rap now because they've melded it in with country music, pop music. All the Jewish genres of music basically have been melded in with the black gangster rap hip-hop mentality. I mean, it's everywhere. And uh, but now the the gay agenda is is explicitly going to be pushing that. Now we've seen it done in other so-called masculine aspects of society. Look, take for instance the NBA as of last year. That got pushed. Um, was that I, I don't watch. I I've never watched sports. I, I watch a little bit of UFC here and there, but I've never I've never been even as a child. Uh, you know, and I, I went to a couple of Brewers games and Milwaukee Bucks games and. Uh, even went to a Brewers World Series in '82. I didn't. I never had an interest in watching uh, overpaid Negroes run around and chase balls. Right. Well, I, I've discussed you know? this with an identity friend, and we both agree the purpose of sports is basically to raise the morale of the nation, and the athletes are supposed to embody qualities that people should seek to emulate. That people value. You know, they should be in. They should be in peak condition physically. They should be morally, you know, upright. They're, they're, they're supposed to serve as role models. They should be, you know, mentally and emotionally stable. They shouldn't be running around beating up women in nightclubs, getting into shootings in parking lots and alleys, doing drug deals and smoking crack and shooting up heroin. But basically with the Negro Felon League, that's what you get. And I've said it time and again, there are heavyweight white boxers that are champions. They're, they're much better people than folks like Mike Tyson they have clean criminal records, but we don't hear about them. You know, when the uh, Cold War ended and a lot of those former Soviet athletes came into the West, they, they just cleaned the clock with all those Negroes. They wiped the floor with them. But we're not going to hear about them. Their names won't become household words because they don't want to promote the idea that white people are actually the great martial race. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up on a side note. We'll get in a little, we'll digress a little bit into the boxing thing. I just so happened to be putting together a couple of pieces of uh, articles and, and getting something written up about Tommy Morrison. And uh, he's, a, he's an excellent example of, uh, of how whites get a back seat, so to speak, 
in the Jewish world of boxing. And this guy, uh, they, they, they said he had HIV, right? And so they ended his career, and he was, he was touted to dominate people like Tyson and all that at the time. Well, it turned out after they gave him, I guess, according to Tommy Morrison, they gave him a false positive, and they never reneged on it. And so it took him, obviously, when you get news like that, what happens to your mentality is, is well, you're just basically on a suicide trip anyway. So this is what he did is he went and did a bunch of drugs. He dropped everything and, and just partied like a rock star, so to speak. And that is what caused him to get ill health is he destroyed his body. And it turned out he went and got himself tested, and he several times never tested positive after that. And he even got back into boxing in his, I believe, his lower 40s, which wasn't too long ago. We're talking like 05 or 07, I believe. And he dominated like two or three fights right off the bat, even being a, you know, a washed-up boxer, so to speak. But uh, he ended up dying recently. It's right in the middle of I'm doing this uh, article and putting his pieces together. He died at that, that week. <laughs> Matter of fact, I remember staying up pretty late and researching some of his family members. And the next morning, I woke up. I found out he died that night. And um, but yeah, he was he was a prime example of that. They didn't want to give this guy any type of um, of airplay, even though he was dominating back then in the nineties. They, they they did that. And there's there's a couple other boxers that a lot of people speak of. Um, I forget their last name. They're out of Ukraine. They're two brothers. Uh, internationalists, so to speak, and I guess they dominate really well. And Right, and they're clean-cut people. They're not running around attacking their fans and getting high on dope and causing trouble in nightclubs. These are people who actually would serve as decent role models if the media would promote them, but the Jewish media is not going to promote them. Right, right. Oh, Klitschko is, uh, I believe, the, the Ukrainian guy, the unkosher in the chat room named that. Now, now getting back to the theme with... with the masculine aspects of society that are left, um, you know, the, the stuff you can go and feel a man at, you know, uh, uh, basketball games or, or for the black arenas out there or, or for the white wiggers, the, the rap industry where you're a gangster and you can talk about all your hoes and all that. And, you know, that, that uh, preconceived allowed aspect of society is all being washed up. Perfect illustration of this is the military itself. We've all seen this. They've gotten the gay and lesbian thing into the military, and now I'm, I'm putting the piece together. You'll see it on the front of ProSync pretty soon here. Um, I've been working on it for like over a week now. Is the transvestite. Now we, now, we know that they have this gay agenda. is more than just gay because, you know, they're each an individual degenerate sodomite in their own right. You've got the gays who are the male-on-male. You have, it's LBGT, the gay bisexual, which is, you like to swing both ways. Uh, you got your lesbian, and then you got your transvestites. Well, you know, tra- right now the mainstream media has begun running documentaries and specials and stories on polyamorous families. And for those who don't know, polyamory basically means an anything goes orgy where there might be four men and six women and they all take turns sharing beds and they they all have group sex and everything, but they're all living together claiming to be husbands and wives. So that, that's, that's what they're promoting right now. Right, and not only that, but you remember they had a thing on CNN where the two Jewish, uh, one of them I believe was even a rabbi, the two Jewish broads who adopted a white child and started putting them on sexual hormones at like, what is it, 10, 10 years old or something like that? To, and, and they have these camps now. They literally have these camps. We all knew, even if there was a stereotype, everybody knew 
even the most ignorant person in society knew that the fag agenda, the gay agenda, brings the pedophile agenda right behind it. And um, we already have beastality going around, right? I mean, we've got lots of white people sleeping with black beasts. So, but we have the pedophilia agenda, which we've all seen in the Talmud, right? That's coming on the heels of the gay agenda, and not because it's a scary a stereotype. It's because they're seriously pushing that hardcore. You might have uh, Chris Matthews up there on Dateline with a, to catch a predator, you know, and they, they never really want to catch their own, and they always got to put people in entrapment situations on that. But they don't ever go after the, the well, they, they certainly didn't catch any of the 400 or so people they just busted in Canada who are in the child sex rings, right? Um, but the, the pedophilia agenda, they literally have camps, like uh, summer camps for children, where they go in their, uh, what do they call them, asexual camps, I believe they call them. I'm sure you've seen this um, sort of brethren where, where they go to these camps and they get to, they get to decide what gender they want to be. Uh, so they ha- and I've seen this even in articles that in high schools they're supposed to honor LBGT Day and they're encouraged to cross dress and everything else and I'm just thinking wow this is absolutely disgusting what kind of filthy crap these Jews are pulling but the big thing that they're that they're trying to pull right now and it's part of someone by the name I you know I gotta have to pull this guy up because I always forget to say his name but. Um, they have a film that's called Trans Military, and it's a documentary that was created by this group who was funded by a guy named James, who likes to be called Jennifer now, uh, James Pritzker. Uh, I just had the name up here. Anyways, this, this James, and I, and I looked it up. It wasn't just I assumed he was a Jew because when you turn over a rock, that's what happens. You find a Jew, right? I actually confirmed it was a Jew. He went to Hebrew school when he was younger and so on and so forth. So this Jew, this transvestite homosexual Jew, who I guess happens to be a veteran of the military, uh, and I'm going to get into that in a second too, this, this little game they're playing, because they know that most of our people in this country are going to play the political correctness till they choke on it. But this transvestite Jew funded over a million and a half dollars. And mind you, he's worth it. I should call it it, right? I don't know, because we don't know what gender this thing is really anymore. This uh, Canaanite beast uh, funded a million and a half dollars to have this film produced in which they're, quote-unquote, fighting for the rights of transvestites in the, in the military. And I, under, the, under the surface, the auspices is, is that, well, what if they die in the middle of combat, we, they should have their proper gender listed on the, uh, on the death certificate. You know, and it shouldn't be what the bureaucrats say they were, as in you signed up as a man, you died as a man, you kind of thing. It should be you signed up as a man, well, you had a sex change on the tax dollars, and you should be listed as a woman on your uh, military. Oh, my God, this is so disgusting. Well, you know, one more <laughs> thing at the military they're doing right now, I've heard they're making male Marines wear a 20- or 30-pound weight around their stomach, like a fake stomach, so they can experience what pregnant female Marines have to go through. And they're making them go about their, you know, daily business for several days while wearing this weight around their stomach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and the military is getting hit so hard. I mean, that's why you got jokes like the, the Green Beret or the Queen Beret now and stuff. They have um, – th- so – this transvestite Jew whose family owns the Hyatt uh, hotels and a bunch of other holdings, 
um, is the one behind this trans military documentary uh, being put out that, uh, look, here, here's my issue. This politically correct issue, I'm going to get into that real quick with you. And um, this idea that we're supposed to honor the vets and honor the troops and so on and so forth, if we're to be honest with ourselves and not politically correct, I could be honest with people and I could tell them, I don't believe that any veteran of America or troop that's active duty right now, for that matter, especially in the last hundred years, has ever once fought for my or anybody of this country's citizenry for rights. And it's the biggest load of crap we've ever heard. And the fact that we would lie to people, um, you know, it's like I, I saw a family member of mine that was a couple months back, and, uh, you know, I ran into them, and they were, we were talking to somebody, and I was starting to get into some of the political stuff, and, and they, they were like, oh, I'm a veteran, and right away my family members, oh, thank you for your service. And I, and I asked them, what, what are you thinking of service? Well, you, you know, interesting you mentioned that. I found an article online about a month ago where there was a veteran on there. He was explaining that he's annoyed greatly when people say thank you for your service. He said, in all honesty, there were basically two reasons I joined the military. And the man went on the right in his article. He said, reason number one, he wanted to travel the world on the government's dime. And reason number two, he wanted to screw a lot of women and drink a lot of alcohol. I guess you could break that up into another, you know, three reasons. But, you know, reason two, you know, drinking and whoremongering, you know, wine, women, and the only thing he was missing is song. They, they kind of go together. So... Basically, he said that was the whole point of his service in the military. He wasn't thinking about flag, apple pie, mother, or duty, honor, and country. He just said he wanted to, you know, bet a lot of women, drink a lot of booze, and go to 20 or 30 countries in a four-year period and not have to pay for any of it. Yeah, that's, that's, that sums it up right there. You know, and I, I, won't, I won't tell anybody thank you. I don't, I don't honor Veterans Day, uh, none of that. I'm not going to sit here and celebrate my people getting killed or killing people that shouldn't be getting killed. Um, you know, you know, there might be a, a conundrum with that when you say they're out killing non-whites out there in other countries. But even so, as like I was saying earlier today, we were talking to um, a couple of brothers on here, and I said, you know, I said, I don't even, you know, you go, we can make a case where they're out killing all the Muslims or they killed all the Vietnamese and, you know, at least got rid of that many non-whites. And said, yeah, but they're doing it for the Jews. They're not doing it for any cause of ours or for any righteous reason by any I mean, It's not like they're not over here in the United States mowing them down when they come into these ships and collect all our welfare, uh, right. all our tax money and welfare. They're, they're feeding them over here, if anything. So I said, that I'm not trying to hear that there's any benefit in any of this. And, here's, the, um, here's from his article. I just posted a link. He says, quote, debauchery was my prime motivator, not self-immolation or self-sacrifice. He said that he wanted to drink enormous quantities of booze, seldom stagger, rarely fall, never puke, display carnal intent toward any female encountered, no matter how ugly, and to have as much fun doing all this as was humanly possible. He said that those were his um, primary goals in the military. Yeah, and you know what? The, the ones that I know that have been honest with me that I actually like, grew up with and stuff, that's pretty much what they said, too. You know, you, you, there's all types of hookers and you know, you, you get to buy whatever you pretty much want. You don't have any bills. And, hey, you get to learn how to kill people and uh, get professionally trained. And you come back and everybody's patting you on the back like you did something right. Yeah, it's, it's disgusting. And now, getting back to the homosexual agenda, this is the type of politically correct crap that these 
get these uh, lesbians, transvestites, bisexuals, and homosexuals use, right? Or, or, or gays. <laughs> I'm trying to use nice language when I, when I uh, uh, talk about these people, and it's only out of respect for the listeners, not out of respect for them, because I would really have something to spew at them. We could just uh, call them sodomites. Sodomites, yeah, that's, that's probably the best word for them, really is. Uh, these sodomites are using this excuse that I fight and die for the country. I fight, I, one of their slogans, and the military even subsidizes the slogan, uh, we all wear the same uniform BS, you know, and it's, that's why I just, you know, this, this politically correct um, crap that people want to play, even people that are aware they want to play that. Well, and I just, you remember I in, in South Africa that treacherous general, Konstan Villon, he, right. was a tre- he, um, he was a general in South Africa in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and he really came out swinging against apartheid. He was arguing that if blacks can fight for South Africa, they can vote for South Africa, which is one of the reasons I wouldn't allow homosexuals in the military because I don't want them being able to stand up and shout, if I can fight for America, I should be able to marry in America. I don't want them able to make that argument, so I would deny them the so-called right to serve the country. I think the military as an institution is supposed to be for men of honor. If you recall, Washington held a court-martial for an officer when he was at Valley Forge. They court-martialed the man solely for engaging in consensual sodomy with another man. Washington said that no sodomite was fit to wear the uniform of the Continental Army, and he ordered all the drummers and buglers to line up alongside, you know, the, the path leading out to the main gate, and they basically drummed and drummed and drummed, and they drummed, you know, literally they drummed him out of the camp, and Washington wrote a letter stating that this man will never be allowed to return. He has no place in this military. Yeah, they don't teach you about that in the military no more, huh? <laughs> but uh, this is, um, yeah, and it's, uh, the whole thing with voting in itself, I mean, the, the liberal democratic idea of voting with the two fangs, you know, that's one of the fangs of the Jewish bite. And then their own owning of everything as far as publication and media so they can tell you the, who, they, who you should vote for. And this artificial idea of hope. Now, um, this, this transvestite agenda, like I said, in the military, it's, it's getting, you're going to see it ramp up even more so than just the simple gay agenda. Because like I said, each one of them, some of these groups don't get along with each other. Like some of the, the the some sodomites don't agree with the other sodomites. You know, it's, I, you know, it's kind of hard to explain. I was reading on some of their sites there, trying to dig up who was behind this transmilitary thing. When I found that uh, the billionaire Jew, Jewess, whatever, um, <laughs> and uh, I was seeing like comment sections of people that were just plainly gay, saying that even they thought it was sick to change your gender and. Well, it's kind of an oxymoron. If you're if you're gay, you should stay gay. If you're straight, you should stay straight, and you shouldn't change your gender to, to meet your uh, whatever. I don't know. So we're going to see, like I said, we're going to see the transvestites really push for the military because that's that's the big piece of cake uh, in this country right now. If you can get the military to do it, everything else will fall in place. The NFL. Uh, I'm sure even a little bit of UFC I watch, I'm sure they're going to have some gay pride crap going on there. Because we already know the guy that runs that behind Dana White, he was strongly opposed to somebody having white pride tattoo across their chest. But brown pride 
uh, which is the guy that's the heavyweight champion in that, in that stuff right now, is absolutely fine and just a, a celebration of his culture. And anybody that would have white pride, it's just some toothless redneck living in the backwoods of West Virginia, as he put it, right? So um, here's, here's another thing. Uh, recently, with the gay agenda, uh, and it seems that this is happening across the board at a, at a feverish rate, are these hoaxes that have to do with, you know, like, say, the rabbis painting a swastika on a synagogue and saying the evil neo-Nazis did it. Well, recently we had a huge thing where a Ellen DeGeneres looking like, oh, my gosh, Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> I tell you, that name in itself, sword brother, tell me, that name in itself doesn't just hit you in the face, right? Degenerate. Right. right, it sounds like Ellen DeGeneres, and that's what she is. Right, I mean, it doesn't get any more obvious. And people, it's like they slap us in the face. The Jews slap us in the face with that, with how bold. Uh, yeah, anyways, um, I was pretty disgusted. I actually walked in my sheriff's office about a month and a half back to deal with some dog licensing. And um, and I walk in, and they're glued to watching Ellen DeGeneres about some Sandy Hook victims. And I was just like, oh, wow, this is what I got to deal with here. Anyways, um, this Ellen DeGeneres lookalike worked. Uh, a lot of you guys might have heard about this. If you didn't, uh it had a happy ending, so to speak. She wrote herself. She was an ex-Marine. She fought and died for our freedoms, right? Well, they, the Jews got caught in this one. They were, they were pretty uh, bold on this. See, this why I know it had to be a Jewish setup, because there's no way that this story would have caught national fire so quickly like it did. But this, this, uh, this little dyke, a sodomite, uh, is working at a restaurant. She's, you know, she's a former Marine. And uh, she gets a receipt on a bill. It's like a 90-some dollar bill. And on the receipt, uh, she claimed that it wrote, uh, I won't tip you because I do not believe in your lifestyle. A very reasonable thing to say on a receipt, right? I mean, even if somebody right. did do that. They didn't write that, though. And in fact, they tipped about 15%, which their credit card bill confirmed. 20%. Right. Yeah, they, they tipped 20%. And here was here here's the, here's the kicker on this, right? So the, so she gets caught maybe like a week or two later now. It's coming out in the media, and you can see the media that is completely Jewish leftist slant, and then some of the artificial right. You can see the different slants there, like some of the media, like say the Huffington Post was. Um, how did they word it? They worded in the title like there was question that it was a fake, you know, like. Oh well, it's just suspected that it might have been fake, but damn that evil white man who wrote that still, right? It was still like because they played it out originally before they got caught red-handed doing this little hoax that uh, she was she was fought for our freedoms. She's a really upstanding citizen who's doing everything she can to put herself through college now, and she's going to donate all the donations that come in from this heart-wrenching story to the Wounded Warrior. Pro- they played it up. To the hill. She's going to donate all of the loot to her bank account. Right, right, right. Yeah, she's going to donate to the Wounded Warrior Project, my butt. <laughs> so she, um, she got caught red-handed, and the slant, the, the lack of responsibility to their failure on reporting on this, it, it, I mean, it's Jewish through and through. We know that. We know that these Canaanites 
um, are, are going to lie and, and deceive us at every angle they could. But even when they're caught red-handed, it reminds me of when you used to watch, uh, you know, when I was younger and I watched TV. I haven't watched it in years, but when I was way younger and Cops was on, and you'd see them catch the Negro red-handed. They'd have the camera set up in the car, a, a staged car, and they would catch that Negro red-handed, and they would catch him trying to climb out the window, and he would still lie. My friend gave me this. My friend gave me this. I just bought this car. Uh, 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 uh. And he'd say, no, you didn't. You lied, dude. We got you on camera on six angles. You hop in it. You told your buddy, I'm glad I got to steal this today. And you, they still will lie to your face, red-handed. And that's what these Jews are doing right now. And well, the Negroes probably learned this, their trick from their masters, anyways, with that. But um, yeah, this was. I, I'm glad this backfired because I thought, wow, we're not going to hear the end of this. This, 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 uh, this lesbian sodomite is going to be on Ellen DeGeneres over the next four months and crying her heart out, and then graduate up to the Oprah show and crying her heart out there. And you know, any time these stories, and, and this isn't the only one that's come out. There's been a ton of them. Um, and unrelated to the homosexual agenda, there was even one that, that uh, came about in the area that um, I had some relatives actually went to college in Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, UW Parkside. Some uh, niggeress decided she was going to hang nooses up around the college and write a note that all blacks are going to get killed or something like that. And uh, Kenosha is the next county over from the county that had a guy that was, I, I guess, an uh, NSM member that shot up the Sikh temple. He didn't live too far from there. So that was kind of the hype that these that this niggerus was hoping to uh, coattail with. And it did. It, it got a, it started getting uh, national media attention right away. Like, oh, vey, we got a neo-Nazi that's hanging nooses up. And she got caught, too. She got caught, and, you know, they arrested her, and, they, and they, all the media again, egg on their face. Well, we still need to look at this. It's still a very serious event, and uh, we, you know, we just need, we all need to be vigilant against racism and bigotry, regardless of of the staged hoax that we uh, obviously set up here. Um, but yeah, this is as far as this homosexual agenda. We're going to see a lot of that, and we have been seeing a lot of that. And it's, it gets disgusting over and over and over again. This. Um, Yeah, this, uh, let's read this. I had an ABC News article here about this. Uh, oh, I, I wish I could sometimes when I'm, when I'm looking at these articles, they're going to show pictures while we're on here. I mean, it's audio only, but if you can see some of the pictures of the beast that these so called transvestites look like, it, it's sickening. You know, the next step, though, on the road to Sodom and Gomorrah, on the road to Weimar America, will be the normalization and then the ultimate legalization of pedophilia, followed by the demonization of those who insist on protecting their children from predators. They'll be demonized for interfering with their child's right to a sex life. Yeah, it it really is. Well, it's it's the hate laws. It's the hate laws to protect the... uh... A lifestyle. I mean, they they easily were able to convince people on, oh, I'm I'm born that way when you're black or you're Jewish or whatever the case is, your your race or you're born a woman and not a man or whatever the case is, you're born with six toes, you know. And they they were saying, you know, look, you can't change what you're born. Well, they're trying to tell everybody that you're born gay, you know. And so therefore, that's how they're getting away with this. You know, ironically, 
you know, I was getting back into the, they're trying to sell this homosexual thing in the, in the rap scene. Ironically, it was, uh, they attributed Prop 8, which they aptly coined Prop 8, and overturned that constitutional amendment, mind you, something that wasn't supposed to be able to be overturned, but they lost, and, and they blamed it, ironically, on the black community tipping the vote, which I believe was at 54% against gay marriage in California. And they, they, they tipped that vote uh, and blamed it on the black community in California. I thought that was kind of funny. And maybe the reason that they're going to push a homosexual agenda real hardcore to blacks through the, through the rap industry. Well, but, maybe uh, you um, heard the ruling. The highest criminal court in Texas handed down a ruling in a case where an adult male, I believe in his 40s or 50s, was sending sexually explicit emails and text messages to a 13- or 14-year-old girl. They said that they overturned his conviction. They threw it out. They said that he has a First Amendment right to converse with her, even if it's sexually explicit, as long as he's not propositioning her to, to you know, meet or attempting to get her to engage in the activity, that he has a right to tell her what he wants to do with his, you know, lower anatomy and how he wants to, you know, inserted into various parts of her body, but he does not have a right to try and meet up to actually do that. And they said he didn't cross the line. He was only telling her what he wanted to do. He wasn't taking steps to do it. So they said he has a First Amendment right to sexually message her. Maybe, yeah, that's a good point you bring up, sort of, brother. Maybe we can get into that a little bit here. It would be a good thing to point out. Uh, when, when Jews talk about freedoms, if you read the protocols, you can kind of get an idea of what their idea of freedom is. A lot of people take that word freedom as a very generic, universal thing, uh, kind of like they take Christianity, right? And um, when when Jews talk about freedom, see, we whites, us whites, normally don't think in the way Jews think, and you have to you have to emulate what they think. I mean, all you do is read their Talmud once in a while and, and kind of start researching their actions. You can you can emulate how they think at that point. But normally we would never, like people, the lady I met at a park you know, a couple of weeks back and, you know, I was telling her some of the, the very generic things going on. And she says, oh, the government could never be that mean. And I'm like, wow, you, you, know, you don't even listen to Alex Jones then. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that type of, that's the type of mentality a lot of our people have when they're ignorant of this information. So they don't have, they, they think when somebody says freedom, I'm fighting for your freedoms. They don't understand that Jews mean they want to rape little boys in the butt. I mean, to be quite crude about it, they mean some of the most sickest stuff you can imagine. Right. They don't mean the freedom to live on the land, raise your children as you see fit, worship God, keep everything you make. And if you're raising cattle, you decide when to slaughter them, whether to give them away to your neighbors in need, bring them to market and sell them. They mean freedom as in they're going to tax you to death. And they want to be free to rape your your um your sons and daughters. Yeah, and if you look at it strictly speaking, freedom for whites is is pretty much solely based on economic freedom. It's for our freedom to prosper. And if you notice that what is it seventy thousand laws we have in this country or something crazy like that is strictly to box us in so we can never have our freedom. Whether that's I'm sure a lot of you have dealt with zoning and coding laws. You. You can't build a chicken coop here, or you can't have that kind of animal without getting it tagged and neutered and, and registered with the government and vaccinated this certain way. And everything that is meant for 
our freedoms to prosper and to live how we're supposed to live outside of this Babylonian type of atmosphere is everything the Jews fight against. They fight against our freedoms and in the meantime institute their open doors to their freedoms, homosexuality, lesbianism, transgenderism, uh, any kind of sodomy, really. I mean, sodomy isn't just regulated, mind you, to homosexuality. Sodomy is regulated to uh, just a chick in a bikini. You, you see, I see a lot of this happen in white nationalist movements where they'll put a picture up of some scadly dressed white woman with tattoos all over her and go, oh, look at this hot babe. And I said, that's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. It's vile. It's sickening. It's degenerate. It's Jewish in nature. That right there is, is it's an it's a official form of sodomy. It doesn't have to be a homosexual type of, of, of thing. It could just be a promiscuous type of sex. And so when you see that, well, I, it's too bad more people don't understand that, but when you see that, that's basically, like I said, what Jewish freedom is all about. It's for them to be sodomites. The Jews aren't going to be um, done transforming our society until basically it's a nonstop orgy and you, you can't walk outside without seeing group sex occurring on the street. Right now in Vancouver, up there in British Columbia, there was an article, mainstream news even, or semi-mainstream, it said that Vancouver is one of the few cities where you can fly in there, you can go fishing, skiing, and you can masturbate in public all on the same day. And they said that the police have received thousands of reports that people are masturbating in public in Vancouver, and it's gotten to the point where they're not even doing anything about it anymore. They're just telling people, if you see it, turn around and, you know, don't look at it. Well, it's funny. There's, um, I'm sure a lot of you probably know I own the website TrueTube.tv, and there's a, there's a guy who's got a channel on there, and he posts a lot of this Westboro Baptist Church stuff. And at first, when I first saw that group, I thought what a lot of people think, even within our circles. You know, they're, <laughs> they are what they are in the service, I thought of them. But I saw a video where they were discussing how they got to the point they got to. And it was because, they, as a family, they would go to a certain park. And I know this to be true. In, in Madison, Wisconsin, there was a park there because I did a little time for a step when I was younger. And um, I, had a, I had a guy in there that I knew that, he got caught up in stabbing a homosexual in a park that tried to accost him. And this is, I guess this is pretty common across the country, uh, according to him and according to his Westboro Baptist Church people, is that these homosexuals will meet in parks and in rest stops on sides of roads, and they'll be, they'll be hiding in bushes like little sexual deviant sodomite predators, and uh, they'll come jump out with nothing on, and uh, I guess that's, their, their thing, or, or at least a certain group of them, usually well, the gay males, right? There, you know, there, there are several parks around here that are notorious for that, and, you know, decent people, we can't go to those parks anymore because they're just overflowing with homosexuals who are doing things in public that they shouldn't be doing. Well, this, this is what happened with the West Bureau Baptist Church people, uh, the Phelps family. Everybody's right. seen them on the TV, God Hates Fags, right? Right. Well, oh, yeah. They were going to a park and bringing their grand the the oldest guy, the Fred Phelps guy, was bringing his grandchildren to a park, and one of them, one of these homosexual sodomites, ran out of the bushes and jumped at the kid, and I guess thought he was supposed to be meeting somebody there or whatever, whatever the case was, and so that Fred Phelps guy who runs that Westboro Baptist Church started going to the city councils and started raising a stink. Hey, we need to get some patrols here, 
and they said, yeah, we know there's a problem there. We've been, we've been waiting to tackle it. We're going to get on to it. And after he kept pushing, he said nobody did anything. So he decided he's going to take matters in his own hands um, and hang up signs at the park that said, watch your children sodomize her in this park. And he said they came down on him with a wrath that he was a hater and a bigot. And you know, the, you know, the, you know what happens, right? Oh, yeah. Come, yeah, so they came down on this guy. And they lambasted him. Well, he decided, hey, even though I'm a Baptist, he, re- he, re- he reached out to all the other uh, denominations of, of Jew-loving churches out there, either, even the Catholics, the, the Jehovah Witnesses, the, the Mormons. He reached out to everybody out there. Nobody, nobody would join him. As a matter of fact, some of them even stood hand-to-hand in protest on the streets, mind you, like Catholic priests and uh, I believe... Uh, I believe a non-denominational couple pastors from that stood hand in hand with the homosexuals that protested Fred Phelps over this stuff because it started getting local media attention, and that's basically what inspired this this church or this large family to start going around saying God hates fags, and they certainly had the foresight to see that the gay agenda was going to come into the military. A lot of people criticize them for going to funerals and such, but and you know maybe that is wrong place, wrong time. You know, with the way I see the military agreeing to go at this point in time, I almost uh, am at a at a point where like, wow, you know, do I really see something wrong with that? But that's that's basically where the Westboro Baptist Church came from was sodomites jumping out in the park at kids, and um, you know, good on them for a degree for being vigilant on that aspect of life. Uh, I, I really do like to see that they hammer that issue out and, and get a lot of attention focused on it. Whether it's the right way, they certainly don't believe right, in the right know, um, The protesting right. of the funerals and claiming that all soldiers are getting killed because America supports gays, that's, that's, that's yeah, a bit they, out they're, there. Yeah, they're, they're definitely out there in that degree. And like I said, I, I just, I, I certainly would have been completely just a, a, a absolutely against that type of uh, action in, in, but the way I see the more and more of the military going, I mean, if they're protesting to say uh, a transvestite funeral, I wouldn't have a problem with that, <laughs> really, to be honest with you. Well, um, you know, it's getting to the point where I guess they're going to have to allow men to go into combat wearing female uniforms, right? So they'll have cross-dressers in the field, right? Well, they're already talking about that. They're already talking about having to make, what was it, unisex um was it unisex underwear? I, I just read something about that, too, and I said, wow, man, every aspect of the military is being uh, unisex. Of course, not the bathrooms, right? The bathrooms are only unisex if you're a homosexual, but if you're a heterosexual male, you better not go into the heterosexual female stuff, but if you're a gay male, you can look at other guys in the male bathroom, and you can also join your feminine female sisters in the girls. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know right. how that works. I, I think one of our um, listeners wants to comment on something. Sure. Uh, hey, uh, Sword Brethren and uh, Mike, uh, this is Gerald Mosley. Uh, hey, I'm enjoying your program tonight, and uh, the in keeping with the subject matter, I had a, uh, a short uh, comment and story that I I thought maybe might be good uh, if uh, y'all would allow me to. Sure. Would love to hear it. Uh Several years ago, I got a call from a friend of mine, and uh, he said, you need to uh, tune in <clears throat> on on uh, cable to a, a specific program tonight. 
I think you're going to find it rather interesting. But he said, you're going to have to go to the gay channel. It's a, 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 lo, a logo uh, channel on uh, my TV. And he said, uh, it starts at whatever time it was. And he said, you're going you're gonna to really enjoy this. Well, I was a little bit reluctant, but I went ahead, and it turned out to be a three-hour documentary. And uh, the subject of it was how the, uh, the gay community and story was uh, uh, introduced into movies, Hollywood, uh, and, of course, later on in, in the TV and, and other things. And uh, I sat there, and, and the biggest mistake I made was not recording this. I didn't have the ability to record at the time. But uh, they had these various actors and actresses. Uh, uh, many of them were old that had, had been living back uh, in, the, in the 20s and 30s and 40s. But it was a, um, a history of how they began, even with the silent films, and in the late teens and especially through the 20s, of introducing uh, gay subjects and, and, and gay ideas into, uh, uh, into the movies. And, of course, back then they had uh, very strict uh, uh, guidelines on what could and couldn't be put in, in, in the movies. Uh, I'm sure a, a lot of the listeners will, will remember the... Uh, 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 the Hollywood uh, Ten and and all of the uh, the communist activity and that, everything that was going on, but uh, these uh, these uh, uh, actors and actresses would discuss and they would show clips of a lot of these early movies and they would show how uh, uh, they would they would uh, put these things in even if it wasn't but a, a wink that a that a guy did to another guy or they'd have a, a, a big musical, and they'd have uh, this woman come out, and she would be dressed in a in men's uh, tuxedo and would dance, you know, and, and all. And they said that that was the beginning. And then they slowly began to introduce more and more things. And even in, in a lot of the uh, famous movies that was back in the 30s and 40s and 50s, uh, they would show clips. And they would explain what they would do, and they said that the the, the hom homosexual community understood because they have a language of their own, and uh, the straight world doesn't understand what they're saying and what they mean. Uh, but the people that were watching, the gay people that were watching these movies and all coming out of Hollywood knew about it. And, of course, they, they cheered and they thought it was fantastic that they were getting by with these things. And, That's of course, there was along the same line, there was the, the beginnings of the communist movement uh, within Hollywood and everything. But you, you, you'll find that it paralleled the gay community because a lot of the, the communists were Jews and a lot of the communist Jews were gays, and so it all kind of fit together. But that three-hour, uh, it just amazed me. And, and they had people like uh, uh, a lot of the famous movie stars and, and, and how they were, they were gay, and, and, and they, would, uh, they would make these comments, and they would show these clips. And I just sat there utterly fabricated because I'm 73, and I remember when a lot of these movies and things came out, 
And I, I just, uh, it was so obvious once they explained what they were doing and saying. And, uh, you know, it's just like, uh, I think in, I don't remember if it was The Robe or, or uh, Demetrius and the Gladiators or one of those uh, religious movies, uh, and, and uh, they had Tony Curtis, uh, and it was a bath scene. It was, I guess, a Greek-Roman bath scene, and uh, they were uh, him and his uh, master was in the water, and they were uh, uh, bathing and whatnot, and, but they had gay stuff put in that thing, and then they showed the clips of what they had that the uh, censors made them take out, and it was just utterly amazing. Uh, uh, what they were doing, and I, I just I, I I wish I had the name of that documentary. I, I'm I've been trying to find it, oh. but it's something that if if I do find it, I'm going to post, and uh, I think everybody ought to see it. It's an eye opener. But anyway, that's that's just kind of what I wanted to. to Gerald, to, do you remember the show The Odd Couple? Oh gosh, yeah. That were, was, they, were, were they were they supposed to were they supposed to be gay? Well, uh, see, see, they mentioned that in this documentary too. Yeah, uh, it was uh, it was a spoof, and uh, the the way you'd pick up on it was uh, a lot of the things that they would say, and uh, the average uh, a straight person sitting there watching, you know, they'd laugh and and think it was funny because they get this canned laughter that they put in every time they say three words. This canned laughter goes off, and everybody thinks, well, that must be funny, but. Uh, uh, they, uh, um, of course, I don't know about Jack Lemmon. I, I suspect he was gay anyway. I, I don't know. Most of most of the Jews were, but uh, I mean that that just goes along with Hollywood in general. But uh, uh, they 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 showed clips and and explained what they were saying and what it meant. And uh, once they did, you just you know you just fell over backwards because uh, it was as it was just clear. But it, we don't see it. We don't notice it because we don't think along those lines. Uh, of course, now they don't even hide it. I mean, television is riddled with uh, 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 pornography, with uh, the gay, the, the whole gay scene. It's in nearly every program, every movie that comes out. They're even promoting now bestiality. I know you were talking about uh, the different levels. Well, bestiality is something uh, that uh, is coming right behind uh, uh, the pedophile uh, deal. And, and they're from, even in, in California, I think they've uh, passed some laws uh, approving uh, uh, bestiality. And, well, I would think if, if they can convince white men to go to bed with black women, it's not, too, um, it's not too far of a stretch to convince someone to have sex with a horse at that point. <laughs> well, this, this is true. But anyway, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to take any more of your your program's time. But I thought I'd just mention that because uh, uh, I thought it would fit into what y'all are saying. All hey, right. Gerald, what do you think about Bert and Ernie from Sesame Street? Uh, well, you know, uh, when when they started this whole cartoon thing for little kitties, and, and of course, mommy and daddy was tickled to death for, for little Johnny and Susie to sit in front of the TV for hours watching cartoons because uh, it freed them up to do whatever they wanted to do. But when they started with all of these different animals uh, in these cartoons, and they started this uh, many, many, many years ago, if you notice, they had, um, uh, they had all these animals. There was everything in the world, and they were all different colors. 
and they all get along. And that was yeah, that was a uh, that was a, a conditioning uh, thing that, and they mentioned this in this documentary that they went into a lot of things in this documentary, but uh, they mentioned that that was to to lay the foundation for these little kitties to think that it's okay to be different, and of course that's the underlying theme uh, uh, all along is it's okay and acceptable to be different. And now, of course, that applies to the uh, the gay world. Uh, you know, they 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 they're they're different from us, but it's okay. Right. And uh, uh, so many, uh, you'll see gay tones and, and gay gay uh, entrances in a lot of these uh, 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 cartoons that they're putting out on TV now. I don't watch them. Well, it's gotten to the point now where they won't even condemn serial rapists and serial killers in Europe. In Norway, four Muslims gang-raped a 12-year-old girl. They claimed that she seduced them, and it was her idea. So one of them was given, I think, one year supervised release. One of them was given six months probation. One, it was like his third offense, so they sent him to prison for two years. And the other one, they gave him community service. And the judge and the prosecutor agreed it wouldn't help anybody to put them in prison, that it would just be punishing them for a cultural misunderstanding. Right. Well, of course, one wow. of the, one of the most evil programs uh, uh, was uh, in South uh, Park. Uh, they 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 promote just about every evil thought and idea that you can come up with. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, the gay thing they had gay programs on constantly. And uh, but that was one of the most evil. Uh, and and then of course. Uh, uh, that there were many others that uh, was very popular, but anytime you see them promoting something on television, uh, you can bet your boots that there's some there's an agenda behind it. The product of a Jewish mind. Yeah, the reason I brought up the Burton Ernie thing because they're pretty much was well, yeah. Trust me, he nailed it on the head with that. All cartoons and everything children show is explicitly multicultural, especially Sesame Street. Sesame Street was their prized possession. I mean, you, everybody on there was a different color. Everybody. The humans that were on there, everyone from across the world uh, was right. on there. This idea that we have to accept differences and that gays are just people who get their pleasure and their gratification in a different way, well, what if we take it to Ted Bundy? I mean, he just gets his jollies by raping, torturing, and murdering young women. So he's just different. We should accept him and accept his differences. And I guess you know, I'm Jeffrey Dahmer. He likes to chop up and eat men. So he's just different, and he can sit at the table of brotherhood, and we can all celebrate our differences. You know, I, I like to shake people's hands and be friends with them. You know, this guy likes to chop them up and eat them. But, you know, we're both people. We have we, we have the right. You, you, you. You see, one thing that I, I, I recognized was the fact that, um, you know, the protocols uh, tell us, and, and, and the, even a lot of the Jews tell us, they've got all the patience in the world. Uh, today's generation of Jews may or may not think that they're going to win this battle within their lifetime. But they know that this agenda agenda is set in force, and it it may take generations uh, for a lot of it to be realized. But what they what they started back uh, uh, in in my early uh, childhood, growing up, 
was to uh, condition the, the young people to, to capture the minds of the youth and, and slowly work them through uh, uh, grammar school, uh, junior high, high school, and into in, in college uh, because they don't care about the older people, uh, especially my generation and, and, and younger, because they can't change us. But if they can if they can change the young people and get them on their side, as we die off, they're going to have it, and and they're getting to that point now because our generations uh, uh, are are dying off. Uh, even uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey don't have to worry about all the old generations uh, 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 killing us because we're dying off pretty rapidly. But uh, that's what they've been shooting for all this time was to, to get the minds of the youth. And uh, I see it uh, every day. You know, I, I was uh, very active in the early 60s, and uh, I watched them work these programs all these years, and I've seen the results. And I see what the high schools, the public education system, especially here in the South, are, uh, are, are turning out. And they're turning out animals. They're turning out. Now there are exceptions. Uh, we we do have some some schools that are teaching uh, kids. They they still got some good teachers, and and, and you know they're not uh, uh, full of animals. Uh, where all they do is try to keep discipline. But uh, for the most part, uh, they they we we're turning out zombies, uh, non uneducated young people that can't spell. They, they don't know no math, and they certainly don't know history because they can't teach history because they'll offend someone. Well, you know, protocol number 16 says we shall change history. Classicism as also any form of study of ancient history in which there are more bad than good examples, we shall replace with the study of the program of the future. We shall erase from the memory of men all facts of previous centuries which are undesirable to us, and leave only those which depict all the eras, errors of the government of the Goyim. The study of practical life, the obligations of order, of the relations of people one to another, of avoiding bad and selfish examples which spread the infection of evil, and similar questions of an educative nature will stand in the forefront of the teaching program, which will be drawn upon a separate plan for each calling or state of life, in no wise generalizing the teaching this treatment of the question has special importance. That's right. And they say, too, that they have to watch for the occasional genius who will always slip through into other states of life, but that they're going to dumb down the great majority of people. Well, I, I, you got to give the Jews credit. <laughs> as much as we're supposed to hate them, you got to give them credit. They've been a very ambitious well-thought, methodical enemy that has held the tail of this white tiger for a good long while. And they've done a good job. Never, ever, ever underestimate these bastards. (laughs) Yes, but you have to understand where their training comes from. They are of their father, the devil, and he knows exactly what to do, how to do, and when to do. And uh, they're going to do his will, and that's why they're successful. Right, and if we would do our Father's will, we would be successful. Unfortunately, our people as a mass are, are asleep at the wheel with that one. 
Well, I, I'm going to leave you, gentlemen. I appreciate you letting me uh, uh, say a few words. I, I hope I've added something to the program. Oh, yes, right, thank you for coming. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, hey, sir, brother, we got an article here from one of our uh, one of our uh, chatters here in the chat room, and uh, I was taking a peek at this and, and paying attention to what you guys are talking about there. Apparently, during the All-American Thanksgiving Day Parade that Macy's holds, there was a very sodomite type of dance called Kinky Boots Performance. Uh, this article here was uh, New Next. Wait, newnownext.com, and the title is Kinky Boots Performance Ruins Thanksgiving Parade for All of America. Well, and they go on to talk about how it's a culture war battle erupting and so on and so forth. No, it's not a culture war. These sodomized Jews, which are pretty synonymous with each other, are, are waging that war. Uh, they have been for a long while. But I'm watching this. I, I just watched a short clip of it, and it's disgusting. It's truly and utterly filthy, vile, disgusting. This is the type of thing, that's what I say, the Jews are going to push this on some of the biggest stuff. Let 2014 be the year that they're really going to push the gay agenda hardcore. We already know we've got a gay president, right? I mean, everybody knows about Larry Sinclair, uh, the, the homosexual out of Chicago who said that him and Obama were smoking crack and uh, doing each other favors and limousines and such. Right, so well, Obama's an omnisex- Obama seems to be an omnisexual beast. Well, he pretty much is. I mean, he's omniracial, he's omnisexual, he's omnicommunist. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a very omni-individual, isn't he? But um, the irony here on this website that... Has this video of the things? If if you're already in the chat room and haven't checked this out, I mean, save it for after the show. If you're listening to this audio, go ahead and take a look at this. Not because you're going to get entertained from it, but because you're going to see what time it is in this country with this homosexual agenda. And you're going to see. I mean, this is what they they did. Didn't they do something like this at the last inauguration of Obama as well? Put some big gay parade pride thing on. Uh, during the inauguration, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know. I I think I, that I don't I don't follow his inauguration. Yeah, I didn't either. I just saw that as a, I thought I saw that as an article about that. Um, I I found it funny that I pulled up the article and I was talking about gays in the rap industry. Right? Hmm. What's one of the featured articles at the top of this website? Uh, well, you know, a lot of rappers have been caught. In bed or in a car or in an alley with another man, they call it like the down low, where they're, yeah. they're, they act like they're big, masculine, macho. They they sing about how they beat a queer if they saw one, but they're going up with they're going with other men when they don't think anyone's around. Absolutely, they just had a big case of that actually in uh, New York. Uh, one of their big top rappers got caught. Uh, Doing something in a vehicle in the back, yeah, doing the down low or whatever they call it. Yeah, wasn't that was that notorious B.I.G.? Yeah, I don't know. It was some big fat black guy, and I don't don't know who it was, but yeah, it was. Uh, and here's my thing, and I'd be willing to bet money on it. I am willing to bet that Jews do not let, for that matter, whites as well, but 
speaking specifically in the, the rap industry, it seems to be a big thing now, and it's coming out. And I think a lot of these rappers are scared that although they might not say consider themselves to be gay, I think that in order to sign that record label, they all had to do something on video so that they had because these Jews don't let you in the two things without having that videotape on you. That's some black skeleton in the closet to hold over your face that you would never want anybody seeing, whether it's you with that little boy like they did in Jones, not Jonestown, Boys Town in, uh, during the Franklin cover-up, right? Or, uh, or uh, oh, what was the gay Jewish politician out of uh, Massachusetts? Uh, <laughs> if he's a uh, Jew, he's basically omnisexual. Jews seem willing to engage in relations with anything that has an orifice or a hole. It can even just be a hole in the ground. Frank, Frank, uh, uh, jeez, Frank. Frank, Bonnie Frank, that's it. Thanks, uh, Bubba there, Bubby. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this is the kind of thing, you don't get into politics and you don't get into the entertainment industry without doing some kind of dirt. I think that's what they probably showed Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson wanted to talk about Jews one time when he was drunk. They came with him the next day and said, hey, Mel Gibson, remember you were a little younger and you were doing the Mad Max show and we got this tape of you in the back trailer there with uh, little Johnny or whoever the heck it might have been, right? I, and I think that's why he came on uh, acted like a nutcase the next day and uh, hired his Israeli security. And then, and then he came out saying that his uh, uh, his his new Russian wife. He was on a phone call saying, "Oh, you're going to get raped by a pack of Negroes, right?" I think they came out, "Hey, hey, slow down there, Mel. We got this tape on you." I think that's what they have here. And it, well, going back to this article with this um, kinky boots thing of the Macy Day Parade, one of the featured articles at the top: uh, Andre 3000 and Big Boy face gay rumors. It's a, a rap group re- reunion. Uh, face gay rumors. Oh, wouldn't you know? So I think they, uh, they're going to just come out. Of, you know, look at the other art, feature article here. Adorable 13-year-old mitzvah boy. <laughs> it's a article. That's cute. Um, there's just so much filth. I mean, how do you pick out anything to even talk about anymore? I don't know. I don't know, sir, brother. We we got a mess ahead of us when it comes to this uh, this sodomite agenda. It's probably one of the most poisonous things out there. That's for well, sure. You know, there's a lot of people out there too that say the New Testament focuses just on the sin and not on the sinner. Well, what does um, Romans chapter one say? Are you familiar with Romans one? No, but I did just have this argument with some Judeo Christians on Facebook about four or five days ago. But go ahead. I'll start it. Let's see, I'll start at verse 21. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and to four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness, uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature 
more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was met, meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who, knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Yeah, that about sums it up, don't it? <laughs> you know, I had, a, I had, like I said, I had an argument earlier this week on Facebook about that. Um, a bunch of New Testament Judeo-Christian types were uh, having a tizzy over the uh, uh, hate the sin but not the sinner. Jesus told us to love everyone, right? Well, of course, they love Negroes and everything else, especially Jews. But, uh, yeah, they have them really sold on this idea that they've somehow created a loophole in that uh, a man and a man can perform sexual acts on each other and vice versa with women. And uh, even people can change their gender that uh, God gave them. And it's okay because it's still the individual, not the action, right? Uh, which is the biggest farce that the Jews have sold us, as, us as a people. And... Um, I, I told I I made it explicitly clear. I said you, you cannot say that someone that claims that they know they're sinning. First, first of all, you got to admit the fact they're sinning, right? Okay, well they're sinning, so homosexuality is wrong as a sin. I said you wouldn't tell somebody that uh, that was a pedophile. I said you wouldn't allow for a pedophile. It's a sin as well, right? I said which one makes it worse? I said they're they're both sodomy. I said, well, how do you allow for one and say, would you let a pedophile in your house then? You would you would love a gay man, right? Okay, well, would you love a pedophile? And, of course, that's when you'd catch him up in the, in the hypocrisy of it. You know, I go, no. You, if, now, let me ask you this, sword brother. What do you think about George Lincoln Rockwell's, um, uh, his his motions on the homosexual thing with people's, uh, as far as he allowed them in if they switched straight? I haven't heard that, and I don't know much about that, so I'm not competent to speak to that. I do recall, though, Rockwell made a statement somewhere along the lines of any time a white man puts his seed into anything other than a white woman, it is wasted. Yeah, he said on, um, actually, the uh, famous interview he had with the Canadian producers where he said uh, a lot of white men were caught in that, caught up in the homosexual filth but he rescued them, or something along that lines. Like he he took them in um, under some kind of for, forgiving forgivingness of. Yeah, uh, I, I vaguely recall that he said that he straightened several people out, 
and that they were caught up in crap that they shouldn't have been in. Yeah, I mean, technically speaking, I guess homosexual action is probably on a, on a scale, if you're going to measure them, is, is not as bad as race mixing in a sense because you're not breeding a lifelong entity in, into the world, I guess. I, uh, to me, it doesn't matter. To me, it's, it's all in the same toilet. <laughs> you know, right, it's all, it's all bad. The <laughs> right. only, I, I guess if you see a silver lining in the cloud, the only thing is if some, if some white guy's off doing gay crap, at least there's not going to be like a, a, a brood of mamsers, you know, resulting from it. Right. <laughs> a brood of mamsers. Here's another article I, uh, that will actually uh, validate what I was just saying. I didn't see this until now. David Beckham pleasured himself to picture of another soccer player in weird hazing rituals. Here you go, ladies and gentlemen. Again, you don't get into the entertainment industry, and apparently you don't get into professional sports unless you're uh, performing some sodomite action. But this this is typical. I mean, they, they come out with this stuff, and he's probably at the end of his career now, right? He's already too big to get taken down, and hey, now it's acceptable to do that anyways in society, right? Even David Beckham's a homo. So this professional football player, football in a sense of European soccer, um, uh, did this ritual, a homosexual sodomy ritual, and uh, I would venture to say that that was probably his uh, his pass to be let into the big time. And, and because it seems to be... Exactly what goes on in the entertainment and, and uh, politician rings. You know, I wonder what Ron Paul or somebody like him did to, to get into being a congressman. You just you can't even get into these congressman positions, let alone senators and presidents and vice presidents and speaker of the house. I don't even think you get into a a county clerk judge position without being some kind of sadistic Freemason uh, sodomite or something along that. I mean, it seems. It seems to be running rampant everywhere in society at this point. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's, oh, man. <laughs> well, Amer- America today, we style ourselves the most Christian nation in the world, but by any objective measure, we're a moral sewer. We have the highest rate of teen pregnancy. We have one of the highest rates of venereal disease, teen venereal disease, drug use. We incarcerate more people than even communist China. America is basically a sewer. We're, we're a disgrace. We, we keep shouting, God bless America. Why the hell would he? And if they think America is a blessed nation, then I, I'd hate to see what they think a cursed nation is. Our country's falling apart at the seams. Yeah, I, I brought this up in an article a few years ago, and I said, these are the freedoms our troops are fighting for, with a question mark. And I, uh, I posted a link to this site, and it was, it was disgusting. Uh, I wouldn't, I'm not going to recommend it on, on Bill's show here because uh, it was, it was up, up front sodomy right in your face in pictures. But the, the idea was is to, is to throw this in your face and say, this is a reminder that every time they tell you the troops are fighting for your freedoms, they're fighting for the freedoms of what's going on in the streets in America. And what they had was basically this big, huge gay fest it looked like a, a several thousand person orgy in a residential neighborhood, like a block party kind of deal. That was, you know, it was gated off, but it was still residential houses everywhere. And it was, it was sick. I mean, Mardi Gras is, is sodomy in itself, right? I mean, 
everything they're doing there is sick, degenerate, twisted. But at least it's for the better sake, like I said, the silver lining in the cloud, at least it's heterosexual, right? I mean, you can make an excuse at that degree. It's still sick, though. But this is, I'm not, I'm not like I said, I'm not even going to go there and describe what was in there. I'm not even going to push any further, but it was nasty. It was, it was disgusting. And But I, I put it in that article to say, look, this is this is what you, this is what you're signing up to when you say you're fighting for our freedoms. You're not fighting for uh, yours and my freedoms. You're fighting for Jew freedoms. And it's funny because they'll even they'll even sell you on this idea over here. Um, it's it's weird. It, it depends what circle you're in, what circle you side with. But on one circle, they'll say that uh, we're supposed to go fight the Muslims in the Middle East because they're they're hanging fags, right? They're, they're hanging homos everywhere by the necks and cutting their heads off. I'm like, yeah, man, I ain't got a problem with that. But if you come from the other side of the circle, they're saying um, that uh, every one of them over there is a pedophile and a, and a homosexual themselves. You know, so it depends what circle you're coming from that you agree with. Whatever you agree with, they're doing the opposite over there. But that was one of the, was one of the big selling points on a, on a general sense is that uh, they don't have freedoms over there. You know, they, they oppress and abuse their women. I'm like, I don't see that really happening. I do see that we have a 75% divorce rate over here and women raking men over the coals and everything they possibly can in courtrooms. I don't see that happening over there, so maybe we need to reevaluate what we consider woman oppression. <laughs> so maybe we need to consider what we evaluate on our banking system. It's just funny. Um, well, we're, we're pointing this out with Bill, and, uh, you know, this, this is obviously in Scripture where our, our enemy, I guess, shames us in that there are higher morals in our people now. You know, like the stuff that we normally would be supreme in, in our moralities, in our, in our societal structure, we see places like some places in the Middle East where they are performing better than our people. You know, they, they would never, ever tolerate a residential neighborhood being quarantined off to have gay sex orgies. You know, that wouldn't happen, right? It would get mowed down. And rightfully so. But we don't have that happening here. We allow that, promote it, fight for it, supposedly, um, subsidize it, you name it. And a lot of effort and energy goes into promoting this sodomite uh, type of agenda over here. Too. And, it's, and it's everywhere. Um, yeah, apparently this little Gay, uh, yeah, it's funny. It's so, brother, it's funny you mentioned that, pointing out the oxymoron, saying gay Jew, right? <laughs> right. And, you know, America seems to love perversion. They wouldn't have it any other way. They they don't want it to go away. They want to stop yes. it all up. Absolutely. Whether it's a degenerate amount of food, uh, beer, you know, getting utterly drunk. I mean, it's, it's the culture over here. It's how drunk and stupid can you get? You know, that's why they... That's why they this is another thing that really bothers me, and, and I, like I said, I don't ha- I don't own a TV, I don't watch TV at home, but sometimes I'm on a railroad, I'm at a hotel, I might catch something, and everything on TV. Well, first we've seen this. We've seen every movie's got the the Negro is the chief of police or the president or or Jesus himself or, or God, you know, uh, like what's that Jim Carrey movie, uh, Bruce Almighty, and they always play Morgan Freeman as the God in any movie they can. Is that's the, that's their super uh, intellectual Negro, right? Well, um, or or every you, you name it, any anybody who's got a position of power or intelligence, it's, it's always a Negro in the movies. But 
on the flip side of that coin, anytime a white individual, a white, especially a white nuclear family, is highlighted in a movie or even a commercial or a TV show, it's got to be the most degenerate uh, thing. There was a show that they had. There was a couple of shows that I, I saw. One of them was like this Duck Dynasty show. And the, the, the most redneck, ignorant white people they could have possibly found and threw some money at them and just go nuts following them around, you know. Or like uh, with the show they had, the MTV show, the Jackass show, right? And, and all the others, a bunch of homosexual Jews, but they present them off as, you know, tough, rambunctious white kids that go around doing goofy stuff, and they're all flaming gay Jews, every one of them. Another one is, is uh, oh, I forget, it's, it's some show of some little girl and some big fat mother, um, Bubba or Bambi, I, I forget what it is. But every it's like that everywhere. Oh, Moonshiners is another one. Uh, a bunch of rednecks out in the woods uh, doing illegal moonshine. You see me? Uh, everything. Everything's got to be like that. If you highlight a white person, you have to make sure you make them look at the worst possible position you can possibly imagine. Unless, unless they're fighting for uh, homosexuality, uh, multiculturalism, they're fighting for the Jew, then they're the most outstanding individual. If they're fighting to let their daughter go race mix with some Negro beast, then they're awesome. They're great. Keep going, white man. Keep fighting. You're doing right. great. You're, you're the acceptable. If you're Eminem, you're acceptable in black community because, well, you, you know dang well that you're not going to have a problem with his new coming-of-age daughter to go sleeping with uh, one of his Negro beast friends. I mean, it's just, it's just not going to be a problem with it. Go ahead. I didn't know if you had something to say or... No. I want to uh, get back a little bit of this article we had talked about earlier. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to maybe read read a few points off here. Well, we got about a half hour here, right? Right. I think we, we get cut off around the, with the feed. Okay. Um, I wanted to get in this article, which is... This is... If you could take... An incident. We talked about it earlier, but if you could take a a, a type of environment, uh, I want to call it a family environment. If you could take a unit, a household unit, and make it the absolute opposite of everything we stand for, as a straight white Christian nuclear patriarchal family unit, and you flipped it upside down and put it in a twilight zone, this is what this article represents. Like I said, we brought it up earlier, but I want to actually read from it. Uh, the title is Jewish Lesbians Give Sex-Changing Hormone Treatment to 11-Year-Old Adopted White Son. Uh, a lot of you might have caught this. It was, it was on CNN. It kind of made its rounds back in, I believe, October, early October. So we're talking almost two months ago now. Um, again, the, the title alone, Jewish Lesbianism, Lesbians Give Sex-Changing... Just reading the title, I know right now that if I were to do anything close to that with my own children, CPS would be kicking my door down with a SWAT team, taking me away, going, what are these drugs, giving drugs to kids and blah, blah. I mean, do you imagine even teaching your kids that Hitler wasn't such a bad guy after all? Well, how about name name your kid after Hitler? They'll take your kid away, but you want to dope the kid up and turn him into a girl. Oh, you know, on a side note, I, I grew up in government housing, and um, 
luckily the people who were landlords there, it was like a 500-unit townhouse complex. And uh, luckily the people that actually ran it for the owners were from England, and they were quote-unquote racist. They didn't like blacks. They liked everything else, but they didn't like blacks. So we were lucky enough to not get inundated with a huge amount of blacks in this 500-unit complex. Um, there wasn't much to be said for the condo complexes that were behind that they were low-income as well. They were flooded with them. But our area, it was pretty much you had to be a single parent, um, and they gave you like a two- or three-bedroom townhouse for like 150 bucks a month. And so I grew up in this up until I was like 12 or 13, and my mother found a sucker to marry that would pay all the bills and took him for everything he's worth like a good woman does in this society. Well, she, uh, while we were living there, there was a, uh, a, a couple that lived down a couple doors down from us, and they were the creepiest couple. I remember they had two young boys that they had created themselves, but they also adopted two middle teen boys. And it later came came out that not only were they Jewish, we knew that off the bat, and I, I didn't think none of it because I didn't know none of this stuff back then, but, you know, it makes sense now. But later on, it come to find out that they were adopting these kids. Not only were they raping their own two little boys, but they were running a huge adoption ring, getting tons of money, mind you, from the state for holding. It wasn't no, it was an adoption. It was foster care, sorry, because adoptions where you actually take custody of the kid and keep the kids. This was a rotating foster care deal, you know, where they pay you to watch kids until they're adopted. Well, it seems you're being awfully critical of God's chosen people. The Talmud says they can do that. <laughs> what is it? Um, if they defile the girl before she's three, it doesn't matter. Her virginity will grow back. Right, right, right. Uh, Martin in the chat said, uh, he showed me an article from JewishJournal.com about David Beckham. Apparently he's Jewish because they got a, a photo of him wearing a yarmulke. So uh, there you go. That, that just makes even more sense. Uh, I, I would imagine they even make their Jews do those pledges to get into sports and everything else because, well, even Satan's children can't be trusted to Satan, right? This, um, But getting back to this, oh, yeah, so later, that, that family, that, I wouldn't call it a family, but they were, that's what they were basically doing. Them sick individuals were a couple of down from us raping all these foster kids. And... Um, I went into their house one time, or not, I didn't even go in the house. I went and knocked on their door, and the younger one answered the door and opened it up, and it was sick. I knew there was something wrong at this point, but nothing happened until months later. They were having naked time where everybody's running around the house naked in the middle of the afternoon, mind you. And, um, and I remember that the, the one I went to go ask, he was going to come out and hang out with the rest of us in the neighborhood. I opened the door, and then the the father of the house, the guy, the, the Jew the Jew dad there, had yelled at him, shut that door right now. But that's, that's the kind of sick stuff, man. It reminds me of that Oprah clip when that lady said they were sacrificing little children in the basement. And this is the kind of stuff that these sick Sodomite Canaanite Jews are doing in houses, even in our own neighborhoods. And, you know, like I said, I got to see a glimpse of that, and it was, it was sickening. But um, this family is being celebrated, mind you, on mainstream national TV as being the future nuclear family of America. This is a utter disgusting replacement of us. Um, let me go ahead and read a little bit of this article. It said, and what is doubtlessly the most sickening and infuriating instance of this new cultural drive towards mass numbers of people multiplying themselves as a result of untreated gender identity disorder 
a pair of Jewish lesbians in Berkeley have decided to give their handicapped 11-year-old white adopted uh, or white son they adopted uh, hormone treatment to prevent him from going through puberty, supposedly making it easier for him to have a sex change surgery. <coughs> oh wow! Uh, later in life, this is yet more outright proof that homosexual adoption is insane, and that homosexuals only seek to adopt children because they desire. They want to, to ruin them. Right. Yeah, they want to, and they're adopting white kids, mind you. They're not taking their little Negro babies. And you know that. how disgusting things are. There are some deaf people that are, um, they have children of their own, their own children. Their children are still toddlers or, or um, infants, even. And some of these deaf people are um, pregnant. They want the doctors to make their children deaf so their children can be raised like they were raised. They say that they want their children to learn sign language. Otherwise, you know, that their language and their culture, which are unique, might not be carried on. And there are midget parents. They want their children injected with stuff to prevent them from growing so that they never grow above about three and a half or four feet. You would think parents would want the best for their children. These are just perverse, sick, disgustingly wicked, twisted, evil people who... They just want to use their child as an extension of themselves. Yeah, and you know what? And this is what's well, a shame about the whole thing is not the fact that there's people out there like that, and there's a large number of people that are that twisted, but that, that the fact that society has been changed to advocate for and protect these type of people. So, yeah, this is. Um, Wow. Yeah, keep keep the kids close to you. I know I do. I keep mine close. And well, uh, teach them, teach them it, um, well. 1993 when they marched on D.C., and they claim 10% of the population is gay, so they were shouting 10% is not enough, recruit, recruit, recruit. And then they shouted, we're here, we're queer, and we're coming after your children. And, you know, they do. That's what they do. They recruit. There was a woman... I read an article about five, six years ago. She had a 14-year-old son. She's a single mother, and her son was depressed and unhappy. And she didn't want to consider the possibility that maybe the son was depressed and unhappy because she threw the father out of their life and went off to be a liberated, empowered, you know, feminist. She figured, well, maybe he's just, you know, he's having trouble. And some gays got him convinced that all of his problems are because he was a gay, but he was in denial about being a gay. So she agreed to let these two gay men stay in her guest room and follow him around for um, six months trying to get him to come to terms with his gayness. So some people are basically handing over their children to the beast. Sorry, I'm dealing with a little bit of my children here myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is uh, – well, here, let me talk about this for a minute. Uh, speaking of, of kids and, and the homosexual agenda, part of this homosexual agenda is not just influence of them in the media and through society acceptance. A lot of this has to do with a very, uh, very biological chemical reaction here that has to do with uh, BPAs in the um, – It has to do with the BPAs that they're feeding us, whether it's 
the the lining of aluminum cans, uh, different types of plastics. You always see uh, some of the new baby bottles or some of the cups you can buy. If you spend a couple more shekels, we'll say BPA-free. They've systematically, and, and they certainly own Monsanto and can make this happen, and they certainly do, but they've systematically and chemically made it so that they've stripped anything that will induce a, a rise in testosterone in men, and not only that, but raise estrogen levels across the board. Now, see, when you get one of these uh, bull-dyke, uh, man-hating uh, feminist pigs that want to turn themselves into a transvestite man, they have to go to a doctor, they have to go to the big bad Jew medical industry, and they get their pills, and they, they got a nickname for them called T, testosterone pills, basically. And so that way they start getting a deeper voice, they start getting a hair on their chest, uh, you know, things start happening to them, so they chemically start turning into a man. Then they, get, they, get, they go through, uh, I guess that situation is called the pre-op, uh, before they get uh, their man junk, in, I don't know, whatever. Before they have an operation to switch genders, they, they, they call that the pre-op, and they take all the testosterone. I think they probably take it afterwards as well. But this is what they've, they've chemically altered uh, God's nature to for, for us to, to live naturally. I mean, they do it in everything. Everything is unnatural to these beasts. And um, so we have, to, we have to really take heed and be careful and get well-researched on uh, the food and drug and medical industries as far as what we feed our kids. Um, exercise in itself in a man will induce testosterone levels. Uh, testosterone is also a, a great uh, thing to raise up because it's good. It, it cures a lot of things. It, it helps fight a lot of diseases. Um, it, it, it's, I can't say enough good about it. There's, you'll see a lot of these um, Patriotard sites now. The, the they're selling testosterone supplements and, and so on and so forth, so that uh, people can get more healthy. But uh, that's a lot of the homosexual agenda is done as chemical warfare. That's really what it is. It's, it's biological and chemical warfare against us so that when a kid comes out of the womb, they're right away sucking on a boy, especially a boy, will so to speak suck on a bottle that has uh, plastics that leach off uh, estrogen-inducing chemicals. So when they start hitting a certain age, I mean, they've, they've, well, just reading this article right here. It's not, it's not working fast enough for them, apparently, because now they just make it so you can adopt that white child that came from that worthless whore mother, and they, they got told, I can raise it without a daddy, and the state says, don't worry, we'll take care of the kid. You can still go out to the clubs and be a whore and screw who you want. We'll take your kid in the system, and we'll turn him right, and let a, some Jewish lesbians adopt him as a pet and try to throw all these different types of drugs in him to make sure he turns into a girl. And it's sickening. And then, they got, like I said, they got camps for this? Really? They're allowing camps? Man. And they had a problem with the boon over here. Right? They had a problem with the boon setting up camps for, for, uh, for our good folk to want to educate and raise their children upright. So as a chatman brought up a good point here uh, about the Barney Frank situation, not just Barney Frank, but a number of people. If you go to truetube.tv, that's T-R-U without the E, truetube.tv, you can see a film that's up there. Uh, you can see numerous things. If you want to look up this gay agenda and see anything on video, just type in gay or homosexual in the search engine up there and you'll see it. But there's a film that was made back in the late 80s that a former CIA director, William 
I believe William Kobe, uh, who seemed to be on the right side of the fence, was helping Senator um, the senator from Nebraska fight these child sex rings that were going on that involved a lot of politicians and such. But the movie is called Conspiracy of Silence. You can just look up at Google. I'm sure you'll find it on uh, YouTube as well. And you can see that, um, man, these, these sick sodomite Jews are, 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 are doing this as, as a form of pleasure, as a form of, of power. They're doing it as a form of blackmail. Uh, they're, they're doing stuff that our people normally don't think could possibly be happening. They, these pe- a lot of people watch movies like Saw and all these sadistic, wet dreams of Jews and, and the uh, Canaanites, uh, the devil's sons, and, and they think, that's nasty. Good thing that doesn't happen in real life. I tell you what, a lot of the stuff Hollywood probably, a lot, not probably, a lot of the stuff these Canaanites produce out of Hollywood are probably watered-down versions of stuff they've already done or are planning to do. Mostly they've probably already done. I can't imagine they haven't done everything they've already done in these movies, some of these sadistic ones. But, um, yeah, this is, uh, this is the time and the day and age we're living in. So, like I said, these, uh, these sodomites are, are, are pushing the agenda that, man, just making it uh, it's taboo for you to criticize it. Like you were saying, sword brother, you you can't even you can't even say nothing bad about it now, or you're a hater, right? Right, we're the ones with the problem. They're fine, they're great. We're the ones who need to be condemned, not the people who want to rape little boys. They're okay. That's, yeah, how, inver- that's how inverted our society is. Up is down, left is right, white is black, on is off. You know, um, mice chase cats and cats chase dogs. The world turned upside down. Well, it was funny, too, because you were bringing up before that, you know, the old love, love the sinner but hate the sin kind of thing. I mean, this is, this is the type of loopholes that get people to buy into. You know, they're going to – and that loophole could work for a pedophile the same way. Like, you, you, these people are going to be seriously told, like, look, you know, you, you love bags and dykes. Why not love the pedophile? And while you're at it, uh, Joe down the street wants to make a date with your dog, and that's okay. It's wrong. But Joe's still a great guy. You know, he comes over and watches your kids once in a while. And you wonder why your kids turned out the way they did. If you're busy watching CSI too many times a week, why Joe was over there teaching them how scruffy uh, wags his tail, I guess. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have too much on this. It's too much more on this. It's, I just reiterate how disgusting and filthy this is. I don't know if you had anything more to add to it. we got about oh. 10 minutes out there. Our, our country is basically a sewer, and it's about time something's been done about it. Well, that's a good point. Maybe we can end this, the, put the last 10 minutes here towards what we can do as aware, uh, obedient individuals are to God's law as far as, especially, not as far, but especially this sodomite agenda that's being waged upon us. What, what are some of the things I guess we can focus on as far as, either educating our people, making sure we keep our kids, obviously, away from the televisions, the, the electric rabbis. Um, don't be afraid to teach them that it's wrong. Don't be afraid to speak out on it. I mean, I tell you what, the, the, the sodomites, Canaanites, uh, synonymous, I know, they are very active, aggressive, and ambitious with their agenda. 
And I think taking note from those aspects of what they're doing and put to action on our behalf will probably do us a lot of good. Right. Or as the fascist said, believe, obey, fight. Right. Right, absolutely. And uh, I, I think, you know, it's funny, speaking of fighting this, the only time I've seen this fought on a large scale, uh, one time was, what was it? I forget what the most recent one was. Remember the chicken filet deal? Yeah, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I had to, I had to laugh that it took people having to go to a fast food restaurant to get a greasy, mestizo, illegal mestizo-produced chicken sandwich to be against faggotry. <laughs> I said that wouldn't be America, right? I'm only going to I'm only going to protest them gay people if I get to eat a Big Mac and have a Budweiser and watch some football. <laughs> That's pretty much what we're relegated to, and it's a shame. So uh, well, the few of us that are here and and around and aware really will pick up pick up the pace on it, huh? Absolutely. Either we're going to fight, or we're we're going to become the next Sodom and Gomorrah. What what would you say, Swordbrand? I know the answer to this. We both know, but just to anybody who might even have a question of this, and and I say this for for people that have mamsers for for uh, uh, whether grandchildren or nieces 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 and nephews. But what do you say to the to the person that's following the law? Even the Amish do this, right? But what do you say to somebody that says, "Well, my son is gay." Or my brother is gay. Well, I would say nothing to them and just move on in life as though they don't exist. Right. Shunning. Simple shunning, right? Right. I mean, if they want to humble themselves and come back into the fold like the prodigal son. Remember, the prodigal son was welcomed back, but he wasn't welcomed back with a whore on each arm coming you know, home drunk. He came home repentant, and he stopped doing all those things he had done. He, he squandered his inheritance, you know, wine, women, and song, and he came back humble. You know what I mean? It's, it's one thing if somebody wants to come back into the community humble, but I'm not going to welcome them back if they've got their boyfriend on their arm and they've got their, um, their other boyfriend on their other arm and they've got a trail of Mamzer kids behind them. Right, right. They have, they have to release that trash to come back and be accepted. That's exactly the answer I was looking for. It's certainly one that, uh, that I would advocate as well. It's, it's an old thing that white society used to do. Like I said, the Amish community still does it. Aside from the BS Jew shows that are trying to say they're adopting little nigglets now, but um, even the Amish—that's one of their key tactics. Like you leave the community, you don't come back Amish and 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 be in line with their with their beliefs. You get shunned. Like bye, we don't know you. You're out of the picture. Done. It isn't love the sinner, hate the sin. I'll still let you into my house with your boyfriend. No, <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> so. That that's certainly one thing to be done is uh, just not accepting of it. And uh, how did I guess? Say you got a big family event. It was yesterday Thanksgiving, right? And uh, you got a sodomite for a uh, cousin. Um, no, that's probably why I don't get invited to any of my extended family events. Right. I would expect my family to realize that that person's not welcome there. And if they're there, I won't be there, and nobody on my part of the family will be there. But I don't have that issue. 
I think there's only one person in my family, a very distant cousin, who married an Oriental, and I I never interacted with that person. I've never even met them. Yeah, I don't have it, that issue per se with any race mixers or sodomites in my family or extended family. I don't get invited either way just because I don't let them stop hearing about this information anyway. But um, actually, no, I shouldn't say that. I will be joining them for one of the big major holidays coming up, um, Easter, actually. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm about wrapped it up here, and it's been a, been a good two hours talking about sodomites and uh i guess we already told you we can find some more information certainly you can go to christogenia.org and uh find out uh, if you don't already know that's what this this particular show was uh for the christogenia.org website for william fink's website uh for anybody that might be a guest or a first-time listener and that's uh christ with a no and then genia g-e-n-e-a dot o-r-g christogenia.org um sword brother i don't know if you want to well tomorrow bill and i will be here around 8 8 10 p.m eastern time we will be doing a program on martin luther the jews and their lies and boy they have a lot of lies so it might be a long program hey that's going to be a good show i'll be on my own uh 10 o'clock probably right after you guys are ending there uh also i'll talk to you with doing a, uh, a 9-11 show, but, um, yeah, you guys know where to find me on that one, so, thank you, appreciate being on, it was a good show, uh, Sword Brother, and look forward to doing some of these in the future again. Sure, y'all are blessed, right, good night, thank you.